Is everything going to be done at 11, or can I preach at 1130? No, just 11. Okay. 10.59. <laughs> All right. So I can't see the clock anymore since it got the bright lights back there. You just preach as long as you feel you need to, sir. Let's go home. <laughs> if you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew, the second chapter, beginning with the first verse. Matthew 2, starting with verse 1. That's in the New Testament. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, where is he who was born king of the Jews? For we have seen a star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them whether Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, but you, Bethlehem, in the land Judea, are not the least among the rulers of Judea, for out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had heard secretly called when he had heard when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent into Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child, and when you have found him, bring him back word to me, that I may come and worship him also. When they heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when he had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. In 2005, the average household spent $870 for Christmas. In 2006, it was $950. In 2016, or 15, over $1,000 per household in the United States for Christmas. It has been said it takes the first six months of the year to pay back what you spent for Christmas, or what Santa Claus spent for Christmas. You didn't do it, did you? Santa Claus did. Sorry. <laughs> That's amazing. I came across this carol uh, to the tune of Jingle Bells. Dashing through the mall on a late December day, through the stores we go, charging all the way. Chink, chink, chink. Bells on registers ring, making a checkbook's light. Oh, what fun it is to buy up everything in sight. One husband wrote, the wife is shopping for Christmas gifts, with purchases small and large. She doesn't believe in Santa Claus. 
she believes in master charge. <laughs> when it comes to Christmas gifts, do you all have your Christmas done? All your shopping's completely done. <laughs> you haven't started? The last second. Last couple of days. Last couple of days? Oh. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are like that. I'm one of them. I, I can't say much about that because I wait till the last second. But the question comes down whose birthday are we celebrating? Jesus. And I ask a question what gift? Are you going to give him? You think about it? We're celebrating the birth of Christ. So what gift are you going to give Christ? Someone has written, Suppose it was your birthday and all your friends would come and gather around your fireplace there in your happy home. They come with smiles and gladness and bring their presents too. But when they start to share them, there's not one for you. They give to them to each other a grand and costly lot, but for their guests of honor, they somehow just forgot. You say things don't happen, nor should it ever be. It seems too crude and cruel for folks like you and me. But friend, have you considered just this is what men do? Not, of course, to humans, but of our Lord, it is true. We celebrate his birthday with our pomp and style, but give to one another and grieve him all the while. It's Christ we claim to honor at glad Christmas time. Don't spend on friends to dollars and give him just a dime. To give to one another indeed is very nice, but best of all to Jesus for him is sacrifice. His cause too long has suffered by thoughtless, selfish men. Let's bring to Christ the first fruits and give our best to him. So I ask you again, what are you going to give Christ for Christmas? Yes. What? Jesus. Well, at least we got somebody awake. It's going to celebrate Christmas, Christ's birthday. We can look at the story of the of the wise men. How many wise men were there? Three. Three. How do you know? But where is that in the Bible? There's three wise men. Three gifts. Brought the conclusion of three wise men, but they usually traveled in convoys where there were many, many people. They came and brought the gifts to Jesus. They recognized him and reverenced him as king. They realized Jesus Christ. The Messiah was being born, was born, and they were going to worship him and brought him gifts.
in verse 11, they presented him with gold. Legend had it, it was the older of the wise men. I don't know, that's just legend. But he supposedly gave him gold. It is said that the, the wise men probably come from, came from Persia, and it was a custom in Persian that you could not appear before the king unless you brought the king a gift. What better gift to bring to a king than the king of gifts? Gold. So they brought gold to Jesus. They recognized him as being Jesus. Somebody important, somebody special. They realized that he was the king of kings and the lord of lords. Just, just as the wise men acknowledged Jesus and recognized Jesus as king of kings, there's also a personal announcement, acknowledgement of Jesus king of king. In Matthew 27, 27, 37, there is placed on his cross this inscription that read, This is Jesus, the king of the Jews. In John 1, 49, Nathanael said to him, Rabbi, thou art the son of God. Thou art the king of Israel. In John 12, 13, they took the, uh, entered Jerusalem, they took branches from palm trees, went to meet him and cried out, Hosanna. Blessed is the king of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. And Paul declared in 1 Timothy 1, 17, Now unto the king eternal, immortal, immortal invisible, the only wise God, the, the honor and glory be over and forever and ever. Amen. He also said in 1 Timothy 6.15 that he is the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings and Lord of lords. In Revelation we find these. In 15.3 we read, And they sang the song of the Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are thy works, and God, Lord God Almighty, just and true are thy works, thou King of saints. In Revelation 17.14 we read, these shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them, for he is the Lord of lords and King of kings. In Revelation 19.16, we read the glorious sire when he will return to this earth. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Jesus is the King of kings and Lord of lords. We must accept his lordship. We must bow down before Jesus Christ. We must give our allegiance to, to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Have you ever come to a point in your life like Thomas when he said, My Lord and my God? Is there a time in your personal life that you ever realized that you needed Jesus Christ? That He is the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and you cried out, My Lord and my God. Since he is the King of kings and Lord of lords, we should acknowledge him. We should bow down to him. In fact, the Bible says that every knee shall bow and every mouth will confess. And I believe that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. You may not do it in this world, but you'll definitely do it in the other world. And if you're in hell, you're going to bow down and you're still going to confess, but it's not going to do you any good. You're already doomed, you're already damned, you're already there. It's too late.
There was a sermon by Dr. S.M. Lockridge <clears throat> entitled, That's My King. He delivered December 1976, and I'd like to read it. <coughs> My king was born king. The Bible says he's a seven-way king. He's the king of the Jews. <coughs> That's an ethnic king. He's a king of Israel. That's a national king. He's a king of righteousness. <coughs> He's the king of the ages. He's the king of heaven. <coughs> well, that may be a short sermon. <coughs> That's not Coca-Cola. <coughs> well, well, I wonder <coughs> if you know him, do you know him? Don't try to mislead me. <coughs> do you know my king? David said the heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows his handiwork. My king is the only one of whom there is no <clears throat> means of measure that can defi <clears throat> define his endless love. The far-seeing uh, telescope can bring it <clears throat> no far-seeing no far telescope can bring into visibility the occasions of the get my eyes adjust here. Sure of his of his supplies. No barriers can hinder him from pouring out his blessings. He's enduringly strong. He's entirely sincere. He's steadfast. His immorality immorality He's uh, power, all-powerful. He's merciful. That's my king. He's God's son. He's the sinner's savior. The time, the <clears throat> he's the centerpiece of civilization. He stands alone in himself. He's honest. Thank you. He's unique. He's unparalleled. He's unpre He's supreme. He's preeminent. He's the greatest idea in literature. He's the highest personality in philosophy. He is the, he is the supreme problem in higher criticism. He's a fundamental doctrine of historical theology. He's the carnal necessity of spiritual re religion. That's my king. He's a miracle of the age. He's a superiority of everything good that you choose to tell, call him. He's the only one who can supply all your needs simultaneously. He supplies strength for the weak. He's available for the, for the tempted and the, and, the, and the tired. He sympathizes and saves. He's the almighty God who guides and keeps all of his people. He heals the sick. He cleanses the, the lepers. He forgives sinners. He discharges debtors. He delivers the captives. He defends the, the feeble. He blesses the young. He serves the unfortunate. He regards the aged. He, he rewards the diligent, the indignant, and beautifies the meek. That's my king. Do you know him? 
Well, my king is a king of knowledge. He's a wellspring of wisdom. He's a doorway of deliverance. He's a pathway of peace. He's a roadway of righteousness. He's the highway of, the highway of holiness. He's a gateway of glory. He's the master of the, of the mighty. He's the captain of the, of the conquerors. He's the head of the heroes. He's the leader of the legislators. He's a governor of the governors. He's a governor of governors. He's the prince of princes. He's a king of kings and lord of lords. That's my king. His office is manifold. His purpose is sure. His light is matchless. His, his goodness is limitless. His mercy is everlasting. His love never changes. His word is enough. His grace is sufficient. His reign is righteous. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. I wish I could describe him to you, but he's indescribable. That's my king. He's incomprehensible. He's invincible, and he's irresistible. I'm coming to tell you this, that the heavens of heaven cannot contain him, let alone some man can explain him. You can't get him out of your mind. You can't get him off of your hands. You can't outlive him, and you can't live without him. The Pharisees couldn't stand him, but they found they couldn't stop him. Pilate found, couldn't find any fault in him. The witnesses couldn't get the, their complaints to agree. Herod couldn't kill him. Death couldn't handle him. And the grave couldn't hold him. That's my king. He always has been and always will be. I'm talking about the fact that he has no predecessor and he'll have no successor. There's nobody before him. There'll be nobody after him. You can't impeach him and he's not going to resign. That's my king. That's my king. There, thine is the kingdom and the glory and the power, uh, the power and the glory. But all the power belongs to my king. We're around here talking about black power and white power and green power. But in the end, all that matters is God's power. Thine is the power, yea, and the glory. We try to get prestige and honor and glory for ourselves, but the glory is all his. Yes, thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever, forever and ever. How long is that? Forever and ever and ever and ever. And when you get through with all that, evers, then, amen. And you say, he's my king? He is king. But the question is, is he your king? What can you give Jesus for Christmas? You can give him your life and make him king and Lord over your life. So is Jesus Christ your king? Very simple question, isn't it? What are you going to give Jesus for Christmas? What will you give Jesus for Christmas? Yourself? Your heart? Your soul, your mind, your body? Or are you simply going to pass it off as just another day? And unwrap presents with your family and friends and forget about Jesus. The most important person who ever walked the face of this earth, we're going to celebrate his birthday. How are you and I going to celebrate it? thankful in our hearts 
or are we going to wait till the last minute and hope to accept Jesus Christ before you die? Like I tell you almost every week, you have no guarantee you're going to walk out that door. You have no guarantee you're going to see Christmas morning or Christmas Eve. You have no guarantee you're going to see the sunset tonight if the clouds are not over there. You have no guarantee you'll see the sunrise tomorrow. The only guarantee you have is right now. And right now your heart needs to be right with Jesus Christ. And I'm asking you as individuals, as Strasburg Baptist Church, are we right with God? Is God truly our King and our Lord? Merry Christmas. Let's pray.